Having slain a great beast upon the road, Marin and her companions continue on towards their destination. The battle was hard fought, and the party struggles to keep their heads up high. This will not be the first threat on their health and livelihood, and as the skies darken above them, we can only hope that this road leads them swiftly to safety. Welcome back to Blood Gold. Zachary. When we last left off, Marin, Sorel, Osmer, and Akrea had fought against a big T-Rex fluffy monster. Yes. And you killed it. Yes. It took longer than necessary to do so. But it knocked out Akrea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, again, it took a little longer than necessary. She's a weakling. It was a big boy. It was a big boy. She was a big girl. That was... I kept, I don't know. It, it was a big bird. It was a big bird. It was a big bird. It was not a big bird. It was not a yellow big bird. No, it wasn't. Um, but it did knock out a Kraya. And you know what I didn't do in between that episode and this episode? Kill her? No, look up the rules for what happens when someone faints. Oh. Well, while you're doing that, Marin and Sorel move the big bird. Yeah, so that was... Uh, you were in the middle of the road between Sabincott and Severir. You had just jammed your polearm into its chest and finally, like, slew it as it hit the ground. And the four of you, plus this big bird corpse, are now in the middle of this road. Incorrect. N- in- okay. Osmer is in the cover of the trees. He never moved. I never brought him into the battle. So, incorrect. Okay. Osmer is not in the road. Yes, Osmer is not in the road. The rest of you are in the road. And I think, so as soon as this big cedar rex hits the road with like a plume of dust, and as soon as he does, Sorel doesn't even take her sword out of its calf, like runs over to Akrea. I think grabs Akrea's cloak, which Sorel used to like distract it. Yeah. And um, and covers it over Akrea and kind of like, props up her head and starts, like, tapping her cheek. You're going, Akraya, 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 come on, Akraya, wake up. And Marin goes to Sorrel and goes, there's plenty of time for that. We have to get this bird out of the road. Let's go. And I drag Sorrel. I do not give Sorrel a chance. I drag. No, no, hold on. I grab Sorrel and I pull Sorrel over to the bird and I go, help me push. And we're going to push the bird into one of the ditches. Is it a ditch? There was a ditch on the side of the road. Yeah, we're going to push the bird into the ditch. Why don't we take it? Why don't we eat it? No, no. Why not? It's too big. No, we have enough food. We can... No. It's good. Push the bird. This is good meat. Push the bird. Why are you... Push the bird. Mm. I mean, we can always... Once it's in the ditch, we could go and get the meat if we wanted to, says Diana. Marin is saying, push the bird. And we're pushing the bird. Okay. So... Sorel helps you push this big beast into the ditch. Mm-hmm. And she's like, there's the... Okay, are we done? Yes. She runs back over to Akraya. Okay. I go get Osmer. Can I heal her on this road or do I have to take her to a town? Akraya? Uh-huh. Sorel starts, like, digging through Akraya's... Actually, no, I think Sorel was actually carrying it. Um, Sorrel starts digging through her things and pulls out a canister and she opens it up and you immediately smell like this sweet herbal fruity smell. And Sorrel reaches in and pulls out, uh, a sunset apple. And this is a little apple that, um, can help recover HP. Oh. And, um, Sorrel turns to you and she goes, we have to get her to eat it. Okay. None of us have clean knives. I have utensils. Utensils. So I grab the utensils. And actually, Sorel has utensils. Yes, yeah, Sorel has utensils. So we grab a set of not. Uh, we grab a knife from the utensils, cut off a really small piece of it, put it in her mouth, and manually make her chew it. Okay. 
Um, and we just keep and then manually make her swallow it. We like keep doing that. I think Sorel is just like watching with like her hand, her like her crocodile head in her claws. Yeah. And she's just watching, like so nervous as you as you kind of try to feed Acrea these slices of this apple. And it's like they're really little. Like so even if she swallowed it whole, she wouldn't necessarily choke or it wouldn't be that big of a deal if she choked. Mm-hmm. Sort of deal. And after a few moments, you kind of see the color kind of return to Acrea's face and her eyes flutter open and she goes, Did we did we kill it? Uh yes, we did. Poor thing. Yes, you did a very good job though. And she kinda like shakily kind of stands up she goes oh no and she goes into her satchel and checks on the egg Mm -hmm. she goes oh it's okay i'm sorry that i got in the way i should have stayed back no you you were a big help and then i like help her up and that's as far as my compassion is gonna go so i go over to osmer and start getting osmer ready to go back on the journey how much like eight logistically how much hp did she gain back uh two okay that's what i thought so she's shaky she's like not super duper sturdy i am wondering osmer is not a riding animal however if i threw akraya over osmer's back would osmer take her she's not a riding animal i'm not riding her yeah she's like cargo uh, I think if he has space for five more load, okay. then maybe he could. I think Sorrel runs over and like takes Akraya's hands and is like checking on her and like, are you okay? Are you are you sure you're okay? How are you feeling? Does your head hurt? Are you okay? And uh, I think she reaches into that canister again and gives Sorrel uh, Akraya another sunset apple, mm-hmm. which Akraya like slowly kind of nibbles on on her own. Uh, so she's going to recover 4 HP. She's going to be up to 4 HP now. Total? Yeah. Okay. I am going to take the wooden chest. No, I'm going to take the barrel off of Osmer. I'm going to strap it to myself. I'm going to go over... To, well, I'm going to put it on the floor first. Mm. I'm going to go over to Akraya, probably while she's eating this apple. I'm not saying anything to her. I'm going to pick her up and I'm going to put her on Osmer. How does Osmer react to that? Not well. <laughs> But not like, he's not going to like throw her off. He's just going to be an ass. Yeah, I think he, actually, I think when you start approaching him with Akraya in your arms, he like takes, he like takes a step away. <laughs> and I start talking to Osmer. Meanwhile, I've got Akraya. I have said nothing to her or Sorel. And I go to Osmer. I'm like, it's fine. It's just for a little bit enough until she's able to walk. It's fine. <laughs> She's not riding you. <clears throat> You're just carrying her. <clears throat> and I like... He takes a step away. I kind of like throw her over like <laughs> she's not riding him like she's not a stride yeah like it's her stomach to his back like her head is on one end her feet are on the other she can fix herself i don't care but she can't walk like healthily enough for us to make this journey so i need her she's gonna ride she's gonna ride osmer for just like a little bit but like a sack of potatoes okay she's gonna ride osmer like a sack of potatoes yeah osmer kind of stomps his hooves a little bit and okay like oh no wait oh hold on as she tries to, like, readjust on Osmer's back. And uh, eventually she's kind of, like, sitting on Osmer's back. And I think she's got, she's, like, holding on to one of his uh, horns mm-hmm. as she's kind of nibbling the antler, or nibbling <laughs> the apple yeah. in her other hand. Um, I've taken the barrel and kind of worn it like a backpack. Sorrel goes, I thought you said we couldn't ride Osmer. She's not riding Osmer. She's being carried by Osmer. There's a difference. Mm. <laughs> and Marin um, pulls on Osmer's reins, and I imagine he tries to not go. Yeah, I think he digs in a little bit. Yeah. So when Osmer digs in a little bit, I, like, turn immediately to Sorrel and point from Sorrel to Osmer to Sorrel to Osmer. Like, this is why. <laughs> this is why we don't ride Osmer. But I'm able to entice Osmer with, like, a carrot or oat or like a little treat oh yeah well uh do you want to spend uh i don't have to i don't have to well he has a bad attitude yes but i'm an animal owner and i don't have to pay for food or water no under normal circumstances we're not in battle anymore (laughs) all right i will fight you 
We're not in battle anymore. This is a normal circumstance. It could be a piece of corn I found on the side of the road. I'll spend food. I'll spend food. Because I, I'll spend a food. I think I want to make you spend a food. I'll spend a food. I think I'm I'm calling on his bad attitude and All you're right. trying to entice him with food. I think let's spend a food. I'll spend a food. All right. Uh, and you and you kind of entice him, the carrot, not the stick. No, yes. And uh, he's he kind of like sniffs it and he tries to like, I, I imagine like he tries to get it and you pull it away and yeah. then, until he's just walking. Yep. And I think Sorel goes, I really think we should try to salvage what we can of that beast. You are more than welcome to take what you would like. I'm going. <sighs> it just seems like a waste is all. I've got Osmer moving. I'm not going to get Osmer to stop. He won't start again. If you were going slow enough, if you would like to cut some off, go ahead. Mm. I'm not... Go ahead. Go ahead and cut some off. I don't know how you're going to store it. When are you going to cook it? How are you going to eat it? But go ahead. Cut some off. Take some toes. I don't care. And we continue walking. Yeah, and she follows. And the rest of the trip for the day goes rather uneventfully uh you keep walking akrea sits on osmer's back i'm trying to think so the the sunset apples i think are going to go bad in 24 hours now that the canister has been open Mm -hmm. so uh let's say she eats another one because i think it was full of sunset apples when they first started so she's going to eat another one to bring her hp up to six okay but I think that's it for now. Do do either you or Sorel need? I I need and Sorel needs, but I think Sorel is in more need than me. And when she's up to six, I'm like, all right, get off. Oh really? Yeah. It was literally until you were healthy enough to walk at a six. That her, her max is an eight, and she's mm. at a six. You're healthy enough to walk. Get off. She hops down. Yep. <laughs> it's-, it's Osmer's not having it. And how dare you? I want to walk. I'm also injured. Get off. She gives both you and Sorrel a sunset apple. Okay. Does that only heal us two? It's still helpful. Yeah. It, yes. It heals you each two. Awesome. Um, and she can also use those for healing as well. So she has, what did I just say? So she has actually five left. She's three, gave each of you one. So she has five sunset apples left. Oh, cool. That will be good until tomorrow. But as the four of you make your way along the road, you end up hitting a bend in the road at about the time that night falls. Mm -hmm. So it starts getting dark and Sorrel goes, should we make camp here? I think Marin doesn't say anything, but looks around for like a good spot to make camp. Um, and just starts heading towards that area. She doesn't say anything. Uh, this bend in the road is actually a pretty popular camping spot because it is about it's about one day's trek in between the two towns. Mm-hmm. So it's actually a pretty popular spot for people to to camp out in this little. It's like a forty five degree bend or like yeah. But I'm traveling with two kobolds, so I don't know if I want to necessarily camp where a bunch of people are. There's, People tend to be a little nervous around my kobolds. There's nobody camping there, but there oh. is like there's a clearing. Okay, I think like around the this this corner of the road, there's like a clearing, so there's there's space to camp out. Okay, yeah, I think we just find a good spot. Marin doesn't say anything, but um, kind of unhitches. Is that what you call it when you mm-hmm. take the things off of? I take the things off of Osmer, let him kind of graze. He's well-trained, so I don't have to, like, tie him down to anything. And then I start setting up my tent. Again, I've said nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I just am starting to make camp. Okay. Uh, Sorrel takes off her own pack and starts kind of, like, setting up her and Akraya's things in in the campsite with you. Sorrel is kind of uh, setting her stuff up alongside your things. And you bought a tent, right? Or you bought a big tarp. Right. Yeah. So I have like a basically like a one-ish person tent thing. It's basically a tarp. I basically bought myself a tarp that I set up as a tent, but they have a proper tent that's big enough for the two of them. Okay. So yeah, I think uh, Sorrel sets that like sort of under your tarp, but not quite. Yeah. I think she's going to use two torches, two of her torches. Okay. To uh, light 
the work that you're doing because it does start to get dark. I'm gathering firewood and making a little campfire to cook dinner. Okay. As you are gathering firewood, you see that Akraya has has kind of gone off to like uh, the edge of the clearing, this camping clearing. Do you make this trek often? Like the 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 road between Sabincott and Severier. Have I since I became a farmer? Yes. No, okay. I do not make this. I don't travel anymore. Do you just sell your um, produce in Sabincott? Yep. Okay. Or or I will like contract with someone to sell them somewhere else, basically. Okay. So you're not really like making a business on your farm no you're just surviving you're just living there Mm -hmm. as like a hermit yep okay it's not like i have to pay for property tax i don't didn't buy the place i'm squatting there so then you might not know that this um campsite i mean i i used to travel it i would have traveled it you would have traveled it yeah because i settled in saving cop because i'd been to saving cop before Mm. You still might not know if it wasn't important to you, but there is a Pega Shrine here. Okay. And it is on the edge of this clearing where the forest is. Mm-hmm. There is a Pega Shrine and Akraya has found it and she's kind of uh, staring at it. And, and, I, and I notice her? Yeah, as you're collecting firewood. So I go over to the Pega Shrine. What do, what do I see? Uh, so it is a small, simple wooden shrine. It's uh, kind of growing this sheen of moss on one side. It's just a small wooden sort of box. Atop it there is, uh, or it is on top of and surrounded by just dirt. It looks like someone has intentionally piled this dirt. Um, and some of it is very dry, but there's at least like one scoop that is fresh and new. Uh, it's got these rabbits carved into into the wood. There are uh, some gardening tools kind of uh, left in the shrine, mm-hmm. uh, as well as this little rabbit form with many ears and these like sharp eyes. And you recognize this as a small shrine to Yazel, the herald of the spring. And Yazel was submitted by Devin Preston. So thank you, Devin Preston, for submitting Yazel, uh, the Herald of the Spring, as a pega for including in Seoul. So I noticed the shrine, and I I can't remember how I acknowledged it in the first one. In the earlier episodes, you said that Marin doesn't like to take things from the shrine, but she likes to, she She tends to leave things. Yeah, I'm going to leave something. I just can't remember if I like inclined my head or if I prayed. Like, I can't remember what physical action I did to acknowledge that I've seen it. You did do a little nod. I think I did. I think it was just a nod. So I do that little nod and then I turn and walk away with my sticks. I drop them back at the campsite and I bring a bit of my rope. Um, So I've got nine meters left of my rope can can i cut some of that nine meters and leave some of it there uh yeah yeah you can because i think that's how we've been doing rope is that i've been able to cut some of it off yeah yazel is mostly like most people like you'll see you see there's a little uh rain gauge there there's um some there's a bowl of seeds yeah i don't have any of that stuff but i figured rope you could use to like tie up tomatoes and like you can use it for gardening stuff okay um i'm not gonna leave a lot i'm only gonna leave like a meter or two because i feel like a meter's a meter's almost a yardstick right yes almost almost it's like around that size. so i'm not leaving a lot but it's enough to like tie up herbs because rope is made of many strings yeah so you can take it apart if you unwind it yeah i don't have anything else to leave i don't have anything that's like springy to Mm -hmm. leave so I go back. Um, is Akraya still there? Uh, yeah. I feel I, this took like a minute yeah. to like go drop this um, and cut the rope. So I go back. I kind of incline my head. I tie up the rope in a way that makes it small and easy to see. And I kind of put it with all of the other things that are there. Okay. Because I am superstitious. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think Akraya is like, I'm not familiar with this pega and then i think i just very shortly 
explain like this is the pig of spring of spring coming mm-hmm. and i'd say the name and that's really it i like very in like a sentence i'm like this is it should we should we take some of these seeds this might make for good eating on the on the road i don't take from pega you don't take from the pig that's what the shrines are for though yes i know but i don't take from them and i turn and i walk away uh akraya like watches you walk and then she um I think she goes over and she digs up like a handful of dirt and adds it to the pile mm-hmm. so that there's new fresh dirt all along the pile. And she... Oh, I forgot about the dirt. That's okay. You you left it. You left yeah. wor- like supplies. Um, and she comes up to you and she goes, why why don't you take from the Pega? Doesn't that offend the Pega if you don't take what they provide? I've taken enough from Pega in the past. It's my turn now to give. I don't, I, okay. I don't understand. You don't need to understand. You are more than welcome to take, but I will not take. I only take if I have to. Yeah. Wait, does Marin say that or did you just say that? I can't decide. I said it as Diana, but I'm trying to think if, I think Marin says it, but Marin doesn't say it the way I did. I think Marin says, yeah, Marin just is like, I, I take only when I need to and I don't need to right now. When you need to. I'll know when I need to. You shouldn't just give to the Pega, Akraya says. And I think she, like, sits down next to Sorel, and she goes, I used to be a priest in the Hive, and I would attend to the Pega of Mount Andite for our Illyrion. The Pegas want to help you. That's their job. That's how relationships work, Marin. You give and you take. That makes a relationship. If you only give, then you are hurting yourself, and if you only take, then you are hurting other people. Yes, I know. That's why I'm giving now, because I only took before. And Marin is getting extremely angry. Like, that was said with a lot of bite in her her voice, Mm -hmm. because she doesn't have to explain herself to these damn kobolds. (laughs) And she super doesn't need to keep reliving and keep saying over and over again that I was a shitty person before. You know what I mean? Yeah. So she's like getting, like, that had a lot of bite to it. Let's do a contested intelligence spirit check. Okay. Uh, and I think if yours beats Akraya's, Akraya is going to back down. And if Akraya's beats yours, she's going to keep pushing this. Okay. Whether right. or not that is smart or not. Do you have her stats? Uh, yeah, I'll roll for Akraya. Okay. Spirit and intelligence, you said? Yeah. Okay. What'd you get? 12. Uh, I got six. Okay. So you make it very clear that you are done having this conversation. And I think Akraya kind of like shuffles down and is like, mm, I don't think that's not. <laughs> and she kind of like shuts down. Mm-hmm. And Sorrel is kind of sitting there very awkwardly in between the two of you. <laughs> and Sorrel goes, so what should we make for dinner? Did you get the firewood, Marin? Do you need help getting the firewood? I got should it. I go get the firewood? <laughs> should I go get firewood? So I think Marin put the firewood down in front of her tent area. I don't, I, she's done talking to them. So she goes, like, she's done. So she goes into her tent tarp thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no flap to, like, cut them out. But she is, du- she's done talking to them. So the firewood is already outside of her tent. She goes into her tent, takes out some, like, jerky, starts eating it. And that's it. Like, her back is to them. She's done. She's done. All right. Uh, We should make our camping check to make sure that everything goes okay. Yeah. This will determine how much HP. Oh, actually, no. That'll determine how much HP we get at the the start of the next day. Okay. You go in. You eat. Are you... Is Marin done for the night? I'm done. You're done? I'm angry. Yeah. So I'm done. Okay. All right. Let's do that then. Eight. All right. Uh, let's make that a nine because Sorrel helped you uh, set everything up. Okay. And your difficulty was a was an eight. So you definitely succeed. Okay, cool. Which means at the start of the next day, each character's HP is doubled up to their max and MP is fully restored. Oh, awesome. So y'all are going to sleep fine through the night. Totally and every, everyone's no going to max up. Yep. I'm very annoyed with yeah. Freya. <laughs> You, so you go to bed in your 
you have a sleeping bag. I do, and I set that up. Underneath a tarp mm-hmm. beside their little tent. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can hear them, like, I think when you wake up in the morning, you'll hear them sleeping. But you go to sleep. And in your dreams, you are in a vast plain with a domed sky that is rocky and stone. So instead of the open sky, you it's almost like you're in a cave, mm-hmm. but it's it's huge, right? And the grass here is thin and white and wispy and it moves with a gentle wind. Uh, it's almost like the blades of grass are made out of individual strands of silk. And standing a few feet away is a massive spider. And I said standing, but it's really kind of like sitting with like six of its eight legs sort of like tucked underneath it. It's kind of like, I think it's front two legs and it's pedipalps. It's like little mouth palps um, are holding a stone tablet and Mm -hmm. a chisel. Okay. And it's writing on the stone tablet and it looks up at you and it lifts one of its front legs and it sort of waves and beckons you over. This is a dream? Mm-hmm. Oh, I walk over. Uh, and it's sitting there and it's still sort of like chiseling on this big stone tablet mm-hmm. that it's holding in, in one of its one of its legs. And as you approach, it kind of like lets out this like friendly sort of chitter. Do I know what that means? No. Since this is a dream? Mm-mm. No. Do I know that this is a dream? Am I a lucid dreamer? I hate lucid dreaming. Do you want to so make a check stupid. for it? Uh... I just want to know if I would have the autonomy in my dream to walk over and look at the stone tablet. I want to say it's something that Dream Marin would do, but I feel like that's kind of cheating. No, do it. So yeah, I walk over and I look at the stone tablet. So I would have to like walk kind of next to behind the spider or on it, right? Yeah. Uh, Well, so yeah, you kind of walk up beside it and you look sort of over its not shoulder at the stone tablet and it has this story written on it's writing this story and it says um, Marin bravely lifted her spade and thrust it at the Saurian and it pierced its breast and felled the beast but not all was well for Akrea had taken a dastardly hit and had lost her senses and it's sort of just writing down the stories of the events of the day mm-hmm and I think it actually like turns it so that you can see it better. Oh. And it kind of like taps the top, kind of in, in chitters, like kind of like, what do you think? So Marin is superstitious because of life, but she's not necessarily a believer. So how does she approach this dream? Uh, I think it's a dream. So I think she answers honestly. I think she just goes, that's what happened today, which is not answering the question. And you hear a voice behind you that goes, this is shaping up to be a very nice story. She whips around. And then you wake up. Okay. And you can hear in the tent at your feet the snoring of the kobolds. (laughs) And uh, the day is breaking. I get up and I start breaking breaking camp. Is that what it's called when you take it down? Breaking camp? Mm -hmm. I start breaking camp. And getting things ready for when we're ready to go. I don't put anything on Osmar. I just, you know, like pack up and stuff. Um, And I get some nuts. (laughs) I'm trying to think of what I had written down for like our actual food. Oh, yeah. There was a big barrel of nuts. Yeah. Oh, and there was bread. There was bread. Yeah. So bread. Yeah. I take like a, a, I take a, a bread roll and some cheese. I make a bread and cheese sandwich for breakfast. Okay. I do that. So I have to decide whether or not Marin is still mad at Akraya, but I almost think it doesn't matter because Akraya is probably not going to say a whole lot to her, but Sorel definitely will. I'm not going to worry about it right now. I'll decide later. Um, But she's eating her bread and her cheese, and she is only going to wait a certain amount of time before she either wakes them up or waits for them to wake up. Hello, and thank you for joining us today on this 
episode of Heart Points, a one-to-one RPG actual play podcast. I am your husband and GM and dad, Zach. And I am your wife and player and mom, Diana. Adding the mom, like, throws me off. I, I it, like, messes me up. I don't know why. I'm going to stop adding dad. I think it's, it's, it's weird, maybe. Is it weird? I don't... I'll be your mom. I'll be your dad. I feel like I've been the mom friend for quite some time. (laughs) Quite some time. You know, I've never been the dad friend, but I will happily go into that role now. I'm I'm feeling very dad now. Do we have dad friends? Um, I mean, we have actual... We have friends who are actual fathers to human beings, but do we have dad friends? No, yeah, I have friends that I would consider like my dad friend. Oh, I, yeah, no. I can think of a friend. I can think of, like, one or two friends that are dad friends. Yeah. 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 I, just, I for sure just, have dad friends. Yeah, that just required, like, a little thought. I don't think it's... People don't refer to them as much as people are, like... Your mom Your friend. mom friend. And yeah. um, I'm gonna... I'm just gonna say it. It's misogyny. It's fault. Yeah, probably. But right? I, but I also, like, don't enjoy being 21 and at a frat house party and drinking while everybody else is puking i i would rather be the person driving yeah but if you were a dude they wouldn't call you the dad friend if you're a woman they call you the mom friend okay right i don't know they put you in these boxes yeah i guess i've never called somebody a dad friend right this is the first time i've ever thought of somebody as like filling a dad role in my life Anyway, I'm here to be your mom. <laughs> and I'm here to be your dad. And uh, this is Heart Points. We are a one-to-one RPG actual play podcast in case you this is your first episode for some reason. So how are you, my darling? I am actually doing well. Yeah? I am. That's good. Because going back to being a mom friend, I don't know if this is being a mom friend, I cleaned the bathrooms and I just feel so good now. The house feels so much cleaner. I love cleaning that is your most mom-ish trait i feel like there is something to be said about my upbringing and how much i enjoy cleaning there is a one-to-one relationship there it's a direct correlation (laughs) i so enjoy cleaning and seeing a clean bathroom oh yesterday I cleaned the kitchen. It was me. I cleaned it. I went upstairs. I came right back downstairs to look at the kitchen and was amazed. And I was put in such a good mood. Like, I love seeing a good, clean space. When I go to other people's houses, I'm really sorry, y'all. I am judging all of you by how well you clean your kitchens and your bathrooms. Because it's easy to clean a living room. So easy. Couple vacuum. You know, put a couple vacuum marks and spray some Febreze and it looks clean. But you can't pull that shit in a kitchen. You got to actually clean your kitchen. What were we watching that you were judging the person based on the vacuum that they had? Everything. I'm forever judging vacuums. We were watching somebody. Were we watching somebody on YouTube and you were like, oh, I like them because they have it. Oh, yeah. It was that guy with the deep voice. (laughs) <laughs> That's right. I was showing you uh, Sung Won Cho's videos uh, because he's in the newest season of Agretzuko. Yes. And you're like, oh, I like him. He has a whatever. I want to say shark. shark. I like shark vacuums. They're not my favorite. But if you have a shark, I'm always impressed. If you have a Dyson, I'm sorry. My family used to have a Dyson. There's nothing wrong with Dysons. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with Dysons. I have just found that sharks do a better job and... I think they're small. Well, one, they're smaller. And two, I think they're just like a better bang for your buck. My favorite vacuum, though, is a canister vacuum. Like, if you're going to go vacuum, get you an all-around vacuum. A Dyson's just not going to do to hardwood what it does to carpet. It's just not. But a canister, a canister will do it for you. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm sorry. I'm nerding out a little bit about vacuums. Canister vacuums are just so much better. They're so much more versatile. You can do so many more things with a canister vacuum. I don't want this to sound insincere because it is 100% sincere. One of my favorite things is when people have strong opinions on things that I didn't even know you could have opinions about. (laughs) As long as you're nice about those strong opinions. Like, obviously, like, people who are dickish with their opinions. Yeah, I'm not going to shit on you for having a Dyson. But it fills me with joy that you have such strong opinions on vacuums and I didn't know that you could have. I mean, obviously you can have opinions on everything, but like I never, I don't have any opinions on vacuums. That's because you haven't tried enough. That, see, that's what I figured. That is what, 
Okay, so I will divulge. My mom cleans houses, and so I clean houses with my mom. And so I have tried probably 100 vacuums at this point in my life. So many vacuums. Like a lot of different kinds of vacuums. And so I can say with pretty good certainty that when our canister, because of course I got myself a canister, when our canister eats it, I'm going to get a shark. And then I'm just going to sweep and swiffer my hardwood because a canister is going to do your hardwood well. A Dyson won't. But a shark is going to do your carpet so good. It's going to do it so good. Your carpet is going to look so fresh, so clean. You're going to see those nice marks. Everybody likes to see a good vacuum mark like that. Ooh, that straight line. Ooh, 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 I love a good vacuum. And when you do it well, it makes me so happy. There's nothing wrong with a Dyson. (laughs) And it's cool because you can like, it's cool because they've got their like canister, like their clear thing. And Mm -hmm. you can like see the dirt you're picking up. Cool Mm -hmm. for you. Good job. I prefer a canister. But if you're not going to get, if you're going to get an upright, get you a shark canisters by the way for context are those like super duper old they're not you can find new ones but usually when i'm describing a canister people relate to like the super duper old ones that like you would see like old janitors use you can use them as a backpack sort of like there's the yeah. the part that you put on your back and then mm-hmm. there's the hand part right yeah. that's a canister because there is a canister of your vacuum an upright is exactly what it sounds like. There's like it's an upright mm-hmm. vacuum, and it's just so good. I will stop talking about vacuums. <laughs> okay. Well, with with that, I think we should probably get back to the episode because we've talked about vacuums for like five minutes. Probably. It has so much, guys. This vacuum knowledge is so vital to understanding the episode. Please listen for the vacuum references throughout the episode. There are none. All right. <laughs> Let's get. Let's get back to Blood Gold, and we will see you at the end of the episode. So Marin is kind of sitting. She's broken down her stuff, eating her breakfast, um, when Sorrel emerges from the tent and lets out a big stretch. And she goes, Marin, you're already up. Yes. How much further is it to Severir? another day's journey oh that's so far this is a long journey (sighs) and she kind of goes back into the tent and after a few minutes sorel and akreya come back out and they start putting their stuff up Mm -hmm. putting their stuff together and uh is there anything that you want to do before heading back out on the journey nope just break down camp make it safe you know and then we head out all right Let's do a travel check. What is the weather like today, do you think? It's spring. So in the morning, it's going to be cold. In the middle of the day, it's going to be hot. And at the end of the day, it's going to be cold. Yeah. I'm wondering if it's raining today. I feel like that would be appropriate. Yeah, I think when you woke up, it was overcast. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of, it's overcast and it's cold. And it looks like... It's going to rain soon. Um, and I think the rain starts uh, as the group is getting ready to head out. Okay. So I do I make my condition check now? Oh, yes. So let's do our condition check. Okay. So everybody's going to make that. That's strength plus spirit. You want to roll yours and I'll roll the kobolds? Yeah. There we go. Six. That is not good. No, that's not great. I did a bad job. Sorel got a 10, and Akrea got a fumble. Ooh. Oh, boy, that's bad. I don't know that shit. I don't actually know what that means. <laughs> Akrea feels bad about starting a fight. Akrea did not sleep well at all. Because she feels bad about starting a fight. I'm, in, I'm into that. So we decided that fumbles were going to be... Pooled. Uh, pooled, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so take a fumble point. I did. All right. Oh, the fumbles occur anytime all dice rolled show a value of one. So I'm taking that to mean that that also includes, uh, damage from here on out. Oh, okay. And anytime we only roll one dice. Well, that's good because I, I rolled a whole bunch of ones before and I'm going to do that again. So yeah, experience will leave an impression on the party. When a fumble is rolled, each party member receives... Oh, okay, so each party member receives a fumble point that will aid him or her later. So they're they're party-based anyway. Huh. Fumble points are used for concentration carry between sessions. Wait, hold on. 
each party member. So does that mean that all of us right now have one because she fumbled? Like each of us, not all of us. Each, each individual yeah. have one. So that's how the rules normally work. And I'm wondering if we should keep it that way since I'm making you roll three times for what is essentially one character. What do you think? That would require us to keep the fumble points separate and out only spend them for each individual character. I mean, I think it's doable. I'm not using fumble points right now anyway. If it becomes an issue, we could always change it. Would you prefer that I just keep it because I'm one character? Well, because well, so we're also doing the wonder points that that give That's you uh, help as well. Yeah, I'm wondering if you should have. That's true. In combination with the wonder points, then maybe yeah. it's just party fumble points and party wonder points. Yeah, it just feels unnecessary to divvy up and track three separate pools of fumble points mm -hmm. when you're doing most of the rolls. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that works. We could do that every fumble gives the pool two fumble points. I'm fine with it being one fumble point. That's not a problem. Well, why don't you take two fumble points right now anyway, because we missed a whole bunch of previous ones. Two additional ones? No, no just take two okay. for now. And what that means is that, uh, yeah, her condition is two, and she is not feeling well at all. Character is feeling run down and out of sorts. Must choose one of the following status effects to affect their character. Um, what do you think? Injury or exhaustion? Oh, exhaustion. If she didn't sleep well, if that's the reason we're going with. We could do that. We could say that she got, she had a more serious injury in the last fight that, than we realized, mm -hmm. um, and give her injured. That's true. But I kind of want to give her injured. I think she got hurt in the okay. last fight. I think that, uh, she wakes up this morning and, uh, realizing that one of her ribs were cracked. Okay. So she is going to take an injury... Level four. So she needs to make a, a recovery check of greater than four to start feeling better. Okay. So yeah, uh, Akraya comes out and she's like clutching her chest. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I think, uh, I think that fight did something. I don't feel very good. I think, so I think Marin was like cleaning up a little bit. And she remained silent for a little bit. And then she goes, sorry to hear that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, and Sorrel is like, don't worry about it, Akraya. I'll take care of everything. You just go, you sit down and, and just relax for a minute. I'll, I'll, I'll unpack everything. Or I'll pack everything up. And she starts doing everything as Akraya's just kind of like sitting there. <sighs> Marin's, I want to be clear. Marin's not a monster. If she can't walk, she'll put her back on Osmer. Oh yeah, I know Marin's not a monster. But She's... Marin's mad at her. So. <laughs> Marin's also very no-nonsense. That's, yes. I got it. Marin is Diana. With less taint stabbing. With less taint stabbing. Wait, does Diana do a lot of taint no, stabbing? No, Diana doesn't do a lot of taint stabbing. Um, all right, then I think our next step is the travel check. All right, so I do a movement check, a direction check, a movement check, or a direction check? Uh, just a uh, just a travel check because we're, we're traveling on the road, so we don't need to worry about our direction. Okie dokie. Um, so just a travel check. That is strength plus dex for each party member. So I will again roll for the kobolds. Thank you. Make sure to see how they is doing. I said strength plus dex? Yep. Oh, and our target for that, since we are in the deep woods and we're in the deep forest and it's starting to rain... That is a difficulty of 11. Yeah, and I super failed it. I got a six. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, don't you get a bonus because of your poncho, though? Doesn't that protect you from the rain? Or is it just decorative? Uh, I believe it's just decorative. Ooh, Akraya is not going to make this roll. Yeah, but I just realized that my condition is actually one higher. I still failed it, but... Or not failed it. I still didn't do great, but... I keep forgetting that robust gives me a bonus to my condition check. Oh, did you? What What was your uh, uh, condition check? My condition check was a. Re I rolled a six, but I have robust, so it adds one. Right. And I forgot that. So, but it's still not a ten, so it's fine. But my weather travel check was a six, and I don't have anything that adds to that. I need to reroll Sorrel's travel check because she actually has, uh, since her condition is 10, I'm going to bump up her strength to a D8 for today. Oh, nice. And that is still not going to cut it. And Akraya is definitely not going to cut it. Nope. Nope. 
all those failed. Did we all fail? We all failed. Today's shit. <laughs> um, so that means everybody's HP is going to be halved. Wait, how many apples are left? Five? Yes, five. Okay. And we have to eat them anyway because they're going to go bad. Yeah, they're only going to last for another 24 hours. No, they we or them last like night. another 12 hours. Yeah, so we're going to eat the apples. Okay. I'm just telling you that's what's going to happen. Akrea can also use them to heal, use her healing skill versus instead of eating them. I think yeah. her healing skill will heal a lot more. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. Okay. But probably not right away. Like, we'll maybe, like, do a midday break and be like, this is shit. We need to get our shit together. Yeah. Like, so a, like a midday coffee break. What's it look like that the four of you are traveling and over the course of this travel, we're going to lose half our HP? Before I answer that question, mm-hmm. how mobile is Akrea? Do I need to put her on Osmer's back? No, she can walk. Okay. If you wanted to be nice, you could put her on Osmer's back, no. but she can walk. No. She's just got a bruised, it's not a broken rib, it's like a cracked rib. Oh, she'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, you gotta walk it off anyway. <laughs> I think we're walking and it, like, Srell isn't talking as much, or she is, but it's more like grumbly. Marin is very clearly not in a good mood. Neither is Akraya. She like winces or like like intakes sucks in her sucks her teeth mm-hmm. every once in a while. And so I think we'd probably been walking for like two or three hours. And I'm like, all right, let's take a break. And we stop. And I think Marin is the one who goes, This is ridiculous. We need to get ourselves together. And I think she says it exactly like that. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if Akraya would offer the apples and the heal spell healing or whatever, but, um, or if Marin makes her, but. Yeah, no, I think, uh, I think Akraya knows enough about, like, her role as a healer to want to help everybody feel better. So she is going to, using a healing herb and a usage of water. So there's five healing herbs left and water. We need to spend those, and then, uh, so she's going to spend three of those apples so that there's two left to heal uh, her intelligence plus spirit score. So, yeah, I think Akraya goes, um, let me put together a pomace. Is that the word I'm looking for? Is a pomace like a, a mush that's used for? Yeah, I think so. For healing? That's what I'm picturing. There's pomace. That's not what I'm looking for. What is what am I thinking of? Pomace sounded right, but that might just be because you said it, and I have faith in you. <laughs> I can't think of it. She makes a she makes like a, a concoction. A concoction. I think first she she so she gets out one of these apples and a usage of water, and and kind of mashes it together and and starts like like takes some other things like bits from her pack and starts like. Uh, trying to turn it into something that's going to be more effective than just eating the apple on its own. And she hands the bowl to Sorel. Now, are y'all just doing this in the rain? Like yep. what? Yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, I think they are kind of trying to take uh, shelter under Osmer, or like they're like hiding under Osmer's stomach, and I think he keeps like stepping away, and they keep kind of like trying to hide out under, like, because you said the chest is like, strapped to his side, side right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to like huddle under the chest and uh, Sorrel drinks this bowl and is going to recover spirit plus intelligence. So that's a D6 plus a D8. Sorrel's going to recover six. Perfect. And she, uh, Akraya takes the bowl back and, and sets about making another one. Where is Marin while they're kind of trying to seek shelter under Osmer? Standing in front of Osmer. Okay, just letting the rain pour yep. on you. Do you have a hat? No, but I imagined that my poncho had some sort of hood. Had a hood? Yeah. Okay. What are you What are you looking at? Like, what are you doing? Just the road. Okay. Yeah. I'm, well, because I, I, like, I see that she's making the potion. So, like, we're doing the thing that I said we needed to do. Yeah. So now I'm just waiting. I mean, I'm, like, scouting a little, but not hardcore. It's raining. I can't see very far. Um, and we're in the deep woods. So I'm listening for, like animal sounds or um, listening for another person on the road, but I'm just kind of passively doing that while I wait. Okay. Akraya uh, has her own cloak kind of like 
over her head mm-hmm. as she comes out from under Osmer and holds up the bowl towards you. I take it and drink from it. And that's going to heal only four. Okay, that's fine. Does she heal herself? She hasn't yet. Okay, she needs to heal herself because she has a spell that can help in the rain. Okay. Do you, do you say, do you, what do you, what? I say thank you. Yeah. I'm not a monster. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm polite I enough. I don't know if you're still mad. I mean, I am. I think I'll get over it though. Like, I just have to get over it. Okay. Um, so I'm just like, thank you. Like, curtly. <laughs> it's like when we first met. Ooh, and she does the same for herself and heals, what's eight plus five? 13? Yeah, she can only go up to eight. Okay, so, so she goes up to eight. And when she's done, I imagine that she does the cook. Kuro Pook Kuru Cute Leaf. <laughs> its huge leaves appear that can be used as umbrellas for up to seven people. The leaves Ooh. may be used for plus one bonus to rolls in- involving rainy weather. The leaves cannot be used in conjunction with actual umbrellas. Oh, Diana, and I know Zach's character's spells better than Zach remembers them. Well, I read them last time. And I remembered that one because it was really weird and I had a hard time saying it. All and right. it's very specific. I can only use it in the rain. Uh, Akraya drinks her potion and she's like, she kind of like is rubbing her chest and she kind of looks out from under Osmer and she goes, if we make a short camp, I could cast a ritual to get us some uh, shelter as we walk, but it'll take about an hour. We won't be making camp tonight. We'll be going to town tonight. We are walking until we get there. Are you prepared to do that? Akraya and Sorel like, look at each other and are, like, just, like, nod. Okay. Then I go, okay. And so we make a small camp where we are. Akraya spends some time uh, sitting down, and I, so I think she sits down, and she starts... She forms a mudra. She forms mudras with her hands and starts uh, reciting this spell she's kind of just sitting in the rain and i think um sorel kind of puts up like doesn't set up the tent but like uses like the the tarp of the tent to kind of make a little lean to Mm -hmm. and then walks over to you wherever you are like what did you do i unloaded a little bit of osmer's load like i basically i just like took off like either the barrel or the chest or something and let osmer graze Osmer's used to walking in the rain. Like, we used to do this all the time. Because when you're on a wyvern hunt, you can't be comfortable. And so I think he's just grazing and I'm whittling, I guess. I don't, I, I do a thing that I have done before to pass time. And it would be something I could do like that. Like something like whittling or. I think Sorel goes, uh, what are you, uh, what are, what are you making there? Osmer. You're making Osmer? Yep. Oh, that's, re- can I see? And then I think I just show it. To Sorrel. Uh, how, how far along is it? Not very far at all. <laughs> it's, it's just like a stick that I found. Mm-hmm. And right now there's like a tail. <laughs> Sorrel's like, oh, I can see it. I th- Marin laughs. Marin chuckles. She's like, no. No, you can't. Uh, and she hands it back and she goes, no, I, I, I can't. No, that's I, all I've done is the tail. I'm sorry about... Akraya last night. It's nothing you need to apologize for. I think she's really upset. I mean, we're both really upset because of what happened to the hive, but um, Akraya, I think, is worried that it's her fault a little bit because she was supposed to. It was her job to have a relationship with the mountain, and then the mountain fell. And it didn't protect us. So I think she's, I don't know. Marin is very uncomfortable. This is very personal and very real. And I think Marin goes, things happen every day that are out of our control. And taking the blame on yourself doesn't help you go to the next day and live on on the next day. And she just keeps whittling. She's very uncomfortable. Yeah. I think Sorrel, like, nods. Um, and you can see the, like, the rain is kind of, like, just, like, like dripping off the ends of her ears and off her horns. And she goes, um, yeah, I think Akraya's going to learn that eventually. Just, uh, I'm 
sorry if she's mean sometimes. We both really appreciate what you're doing. We all learn it one way or another. And then she walks away, I think. She does not want to keep having this very awkward conversation, and it keeps happening. Mm. Like, Sorel keeps talking to her. Mm-hmm. And so she's walking away now. Okay. She's very uncomfortable. This was very personal. And she is not used to conversation or personal conversations. Yeah. It's been a long time. Um, and I think, uh, where, where do you walk away to? Oh, just Osmer. You just, okay. Yeah, I just walk over to Osmer. Um, and I think Sorel kind of keeps sitting and eventually like moves under a tree to try to get a little bit of shade. And after an hour, um, I think the rain is starting to get harder. Um, but after an hour, Akreya manages to cast the spell and these huge leaves, um, from these thick shoots kind of like pop up around her and uh these like thick green stems kind of rise up um and then bloom these huge uh leaves the stems are really tall and the leaves are really like thick and sturdy and they're covered in this wax so the rain just like pours right off of them akraya kind of stands up and she cracks one off and she holds it as like a little umbrella over her. And uh, she calls out and she goes, the Kuro leaves are done. We can get started heading out again. I think Marin walks over, takes one and tries to attach it to Osmer's saddle somehow. Osmer's saddle? I keep calling it a saddle, but oh, the, like, like the thing that yeah. holds the barrel and the, it's, I don't know what to call it. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, a, they're saddlebags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, there's no saddle. Yeah, but saddle call, bags with no saddle. Yeah, but I'm calling them a saddle. Hitch? No, that's not that's, hitch. Because that's the front. Yeah. I'm going to keep calling it a saddle, but okay. know that there's nowhere to sit. Okay. It's just saddlebags. We'll look up the word for what that is. I'm sure there's a word for it. Um, but I try to like attach it to that so that Osmer is a little protected. Okay. Yeah. I don't necessarily have to take one for myself right away. Okay. And so I think y'all break down camp and you each take one of these these leaves and start heading back on the road to Severir. Mm-hmm. And I think we see uh, the rain is pouring down. And I think it's actually starting to come down harder and you can hear the the dropping of the leaves on the, or the dropping of the rain on the leaves above you as you go back out into the road. Um, and there's all the, uh, the water is just running in rivulets through this, through the gravel. And we see a, a small saurian, a tiny little saurian in a tree branch kind of like shake and send like water flying off of its feathers. Then our camera rises over the four of you making your way along this road. And we see, uh, beyond the forest, Far in the distance, the village of Severir. Did you want to add something? I just thought of a scene that okay. would have to happen before all of that. <laughs> okay. The scene that I see, and you can tell me if I'm wrong or not, but I think that we would come up against a, a not against, come up across a Pega shrine. Okay. And um, I think you see Marin leave her leaf over the shrine as like an umbrella for the shrine. Mm-hmm nod and continue walking. That's it for this week. Thank you so much for joining us. We really hope that you enjoyed this episode. Ryutomo was designed by Atsuhiro Okada and translated into English by Matt Sanchez and Andy Kitkowski. You can find more about Ryutomo at kotohi.com. We want to thank Zach B., our editor and producer. Without him, this show would be garbage. And also about vacuums. So thank you, Zach B. Yeah. Uh, I just want to add really quick that I think Zach B. is continuing to do editing services. Um, So if you are looking for an editor for your podcast, you can reach out to Zach B. You can find him on Twitter at Zach Byro. Uh, We also want to thank In Love With A Ghost for the use of their song Chilling At Nemo's Place off of the album Healing. You can find In Love With A Ghost at inlovewiththeghost.bandcamp.com. 
Please make sure that you find us, rate us, and subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, wherever it is you get your podcasts, because why haven't you? You should feel ashamed. I would love to get more reviews. Reviews make me happy. Don't be nice. What? Yes. I'm telling you not to be nice. The internet, do it. I'm trying to. Oh, love. I I'm see. I'm trying tough love right now. I see. This is a tough love attempt. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at HeartPointsPod. Please follow us and join us for discussion about RPGs and podcasts, and make sure to share us with everyone you know, especially your RPG-loving friends. Thank you so much to our patrons whose support keep the show going. If you would like to become a patron of this show, you can find us at patreon.com forward slash heartpointspod. You can directly support the show and help us maintain it and better it every week while getting some cool rewards like access to our patron-only Discord, a monthly bonus pod, and other things like opinions on Diana's favorite vacuum. I'm not going to let you talk about vacuums in our campfire pod. I'll just tweet about it. You can't stop me. Uh, actually, you know what? I might prefer that to K-Corner. No, it does not replace K-Corner. Oh, okay. K-Corner is established. This episode, we would like to thank two of our patrons. Thank you very much to our friend Michael Dunn O'Connor for your support. We also want to extend a special thanks to Devin Preston, who is also known as the Deadly Pega, the Veil of the Peak. Thank you very much to both Michael Dunn O'Connor and Devin Preston. Your support means the world to us. Thank you. And thank all of you again for joining us on our adventure today. We hope that as you return back to the real world, that you continue to have a very nice day. But like a very, very nice one. (laughs) 